You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. everybody, welcome to episode 213 of Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassion pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Mike, we're down two to nothing here in the first three minutes to go, but we've still got a whole episode dedicated to the Red Wings rivalry, uh, how it ended. We're, we're, we're going to go with how it ended, and is there an opportunity to relight the flame? uh not gonna happen tonight uh colorado taking care of us pretty handily you don't really build a rivalry (laughs) yeah you gotta win some of the games yeah yeah (laughs) the red wings prove you can end a rivalry uh by destroying the other team but uh don't i don't think you start one um so we'll get into that um we we we're gonna struggle right like the content to the end of the season is gonna be let's get to game 82 Let's get to the trade deadline. Uh, so we're going to finagle, you know, a couple of extracurricular activities as we get closer to the end of the season. And this this is one. Um, Chris C's here. I think, is I, I'm, is this a guh, like, or an ug? Attack? I thought it was like uh This is good game to me. Yeah, good G-G. game. Yeah, that's what I know from when I get my... My buns destroyed in uh, online gaming. I'll usually get one of those in a sarcastic message. Hey, Chewie, how you doing, man? Hey, Chewie. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, like we said uh, on Sunday, this was going to be a hybrid episode today. Uh, thank you very much, everyone, for giving us the thousands of views uh, the last week or so. So this that's been kind of fun. The podcast got its little uptick. If you guys do have a second, please uh, subscribe, rate, and review on on Apple Podcasts. You can review us on Spotify as well. Uh, like I said, it, it kind of, our, our listenership doubles. So I know it's pretty selfish, right? But here, here we are. I, I'm not asking you to buy anything. We're going to have fun. We're going to chit chat. Um, if you are listening to the podcast, just remember Sundays, Wednesdays are the live episodes. So you can chit chat with us, but, uh, yeah, we're gonna have some fun. Yeah, come say hello. Uh, I, I decided, today, uh, uh, we're going to try Matt- and we're going to try and share some highlights as we roll along here in the, uh, the live watch along. Um, yeah, hopefully, we did get hopefully we, we got in trouble last time, but we're we're just gonna we're gonna give it another shot and see what happens. Oh, we got flagged. Yes, we certainly did. <laughs> got to kill that volume. Um, not feeling uh, too great about this hockey game. Uh, if you are listening in the future, it's two to nothing Avalanche here with about a minute and a half to go um, here at Little Caesars Arena. And uh, Matt, I got to tell you. One of my favorite things is is uh, driving home, getting ready for this show. Um, just hearing the pregame from our boys, uh, Ken Cal. And uh, why is his name slipping my my mind? Oh, Mickey? Oh, Ken Cal. I'm sorry, Paul Woods. Paul Woods. <laughs> um, yeah, they, uh, they they painted a pretty bleak picture. Uh, Ken Cal threw it over to, to Paul. It's like, uh, so, so, Paul, what's, uh, what are your keys for the game today? And he's like, 
Well, uh, you're going to need a lot of elite uh, goal scoring today, and you're probably going to need uh, some elite goaltending today. And Ken Cal's like, yeah, a couple good points there. You're probably also going to need some elite defensive play to try and keep up with this hot Colorado team. <laughs> All three of those facets will be really important. Uh, would you say the special teams are going to be key? Oh, yeah, special teams also important. So you want elite goal scoring, elite goaltending, elite defense, and uh, you probably want to chip in one or two in the power play and maybe hold them to zero on the penalty kill. <laughs> Well, quite a few things for our Red Wings here to keep in mind as they take to the ice against Colorado. And uh, oh, you know, whoa, whoa, right there, Ken. I got, I got six more. <laughs> I wasn't finished. Man, finish. Um, <laughs> so we're in, uh, we're in a Red Wing power play now. Uh, Cider teeing it up here behind uh, Grice, getting the start tonight. But uh, hey, we're pretty, we're lined up. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, last episode, I I know we made a joke out of it, but uh, I won't allow it. I won't let you do it. I will just make the announcement. You're you maybe know, a half people, a second behind me. Some people like dial-up. You know, I, that's what I just assumed you were doing, a little vintage. You know, I know you're getting into record playing. Maybe you like uh, dial-up internet connection. I don't know. Did you? I, I like record playing? I thought you were doing that now. Aren't you listening to, like, jazz, like Roy Donk, or is that not a thing? <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> You're not listening to the the Colgate Power Hour uh-uh. with Roy Donk. No, I mean okay. that does sound like fun. Um, it does. Have a little uh, room temp gazpacho to chase it. No, we're at work trying. We are brainstorming, Mike. We are a top notch marketing team. Yeah. Tomorrow we're going to be doing a brainstorm to figure out what to do for April Fool's Day. <laughs> And we're supposed to put into an idea board, like what we want to do. I think yeah. the, the hardest I've ever had to fight back making a joke that was only going to make me laugh was today. Because I had typed up, replace all the toilets with joke toilets that have tiny little holes that are just big enough for farts. Just for farts. <laughs> I, I I deleted it. I fought myself. I was like, the joke, the ten seconds of joy right now will not be worth the next twenty I, years of shame when nobody laughs at it. And they're like, wow, man, this is really what you want to do. So, I, huh. well, uh, I thought you were gonna pitch, uh, guys. I've been working on this character. Um, it's an old man. Uh, his name's Carl Havoc. <laughs> And it's going to be awesome. We're going to take me to the mall. I'm going to steal French fries off of people's trays and kick their chairs. But excuse the pea trickle for a second. I'm just pouring me a little hot brew here. Uh, of course, uh, everyone, those are all uh, those are references to uh, I think you should leave. Uh, Tim Detroit Robinson. Native. Detroit Native. Detroit Native. 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 Yeah. <laughs> it's my. All right. So I just shouted. And it blew up in my ears. Is it? Is my mic hot today? It didn't. Yeah, it didn't hit me too bad. Okay. Honestly, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't. We've we've been having trouble. So anybody who uh, you know is popping around for every episode, we appreciate y'all. And uh, we're also devastated when the last episode didn't come out perfectly. So uh, thanks for hanging around, despite. Uh, speaking but, uh, of which, Mike, one of one of our good yeah. pals uh, online. Oh, and also we should mention it's the end of the first. Uh, we've got, it, it looks like Larry Murphy and John Keating are hanging outside. Uh, yeah, they're doing a new gimmick, uh, Ozzy's outdoor rink, something, something. Oh. All right. So what, what, it, let's, let's, let's put this on pause. Sorry, uh, Anthony, we're going to call you out in a second here. Um, sorry, our good buddy on Twitter. What's going on here? All right. We got, 
this is cute, right? I do love. Let's do this real quick. Real quick. Rate these guys, Mike. One, two, three. Best guy to worst guy for our period breaks. You've got Ozzy right now, Murph, and John Keating. Uh, they all break something ranking different. Them on? Based on uh, uh, appropriateness of their being the voice or looks? <laughs> How about just like what their job is and their ability to do it? I'm going to do it the same order. One, two, three. That's good. Murph, and I'm sorry, Keating. You're number three. I all right, so that's where we just... I was actually going to do Ozzy, John Keating, because I love me some John Keating. I feel like, Mike, there was a figure in our life that was that would push us against liking John Keating, but I, I, I love him. I, well, there, I think he does a good job. I think uh, what tarnished him for me forever... I can't... I, I apologize. I can't tell you the name of the guy who did the really good impression of him, but he would kind of tuck his chin in you know, when it was John Keating's serious time, they say that the, and it just, I don't know. I, I need more of the impression, but I, I just can't. Now that I know that he kind of like dials himself up, he tees himself up for something serious with a chin tuck. Um, he's doing it right now. Look at him with that. Is he chin. doing it right now? Yeah. He's really pushing some, those chins. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> Let's talk a little hockey here, Matt, because we're playing the avalanche. And yeah. uh, I, I know it's going to lead to something you know, for this season and hopefully seasons where the Red Wings are actually in the playoffs. Um, well, you're skipping. Well, you know what? Showrunner, what are we doing here? Uh, it's it's our buddy. Uh, at, at uh, We didn't shout out his, his uh, handle. You guys go follow Anthony. He, he's he's like running his own show over on Twitter where he, he'll keep you updated on every second of every Wings game. Uh, it's at Anthony Polifro. And uh, his full yeah. name is uh, Polifrone. I'm going to say E, Polifrone. What do you think, Mike? Frony? Polifrone? He'll let us know because he, he'll listen and uh, he's thanked us before for shouting him out. Uh, yeah. Mike, he went ahead and, and took our discussion on retiring the Russian Five as a whole in the rafters. And not only on Twitter, but on Reddit as well. So I, I would argue, Mike, you're talking two very different audiences, two very different communities between Reddit and Twitter. <clears throat> yes. Certainly parallels, myself included, but I think very different audiences. I think Twitter is your hot take machine. I think Reddit is your let's get all this information and we'll make an educated decision <laughs> group. So that being said, Mike, they both said, uh, again, to recap, would you put a Russian five banner in the rafters? Uh, and, and you did come with the asterisk here, like uh, Fedorov, not happening. Right. So that that's a small little ditty here. Like it's been decided, like, you know, you can't have Fedorov. So would you put up this Russian five banner? So we've we've talked about it before. So I we know we have our buddies here. Silver 3344 is here. He's taking a big dump on Danny DeKaiser in the comments. Uh, Danny DeKaiser twice because he do it so nice. <laughs> uh, Chewy, you're here. I, I, so I know, we, you know, like we talked about it before. Uh, performance arts here. He's uh, trading Larkin to Colorado. We'll just give that a quick shout out for some reason in the chat here. But um, I just thought it was interesting because I, I feel like Mike, you and I landed on conflicted. I feel like a lot of the people that we uh, we invite here uh, for our episodes and we love chatting with uh, also picked conflicted, but a vast majority said yes. Uh, yeah, I'm not ready to. Uh... I, I guess uh, 
do a do a do a cute um, retiring there. I don't even know what we're retiring. Uh, <laughs> just the number five, which we're already going to do with Nick Lidstrom. So I, I don't think that that <laughs> really makes sense, um, unless there's a way that the uh, it, I have I've, I've I, I thought it was like a um, God bless it the um, what is that root language that like Spanish, French, English um, is it. Jamaic? What is it, Matt? Uh, maybe there's a is there a Russian? I don't know a Russian character for five that we can hang up instead. Um. Well, I'll I'm gonna. What do I, what do I want to say here? I, I know what you're doing, but I, I think you know this this is just the idea of like honoring them and saying these five guys and this idea of the of the Russian five belongs up there. Um. <laughs> this is Mike. Do you see uh, Casey Herbis? Chief uh, Marketing Officer from Rocket Mortgage on uh, uh, on our TVs right now. No, I do not. I oh. moved away. All right. Well, it's one of my bosses on TV right now. All right. Awesome. Anyway, <laughs> I was gonna. I don't know. It'd be more fun if you're if you're watching the game. Anyway, I, it's just about honoring them. I, my big pickle or my big stink with it is just like uh, it's not necessarily about the confusion of what it actually means. I, I'm always I, I'm conflicted because of the white flag, like uh, giving up kind of feel that it has. And I, I feel like it should be a never give up, never surrender sort of uh, fight, you know, like just keep fighting for Sergey to go up there. And we had our whole episode devoted to it. So we won't get too deep into how we feel about having Vladdy up there as well. Um, that's probably where you draw the line on those five guys. And that should be an element to think about, too. It's another three guys that certainly are some of the best hockey players of all time, but probably don't deserve to have their number retired. I think retired. what I'm scared of is if we retire the Russian five, um, we've opened the door to retire the grind line. And Oof. And the NWO. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, yeah, then we're like the WWE Hall of Fame. Then just anything can happen. Then you'll have guys that have their number retired twice. And they get two rings. Or you could be like Ric Flair, who's been retired three times. Uh, or you could be like, like X-Pac. Uh... He's like all over the map. <laughs> all right. Enough about pro wrestling. Last episode, I thought we had our worst segment of all time, bringing up pro wrestling. So we'll we'll pull back. We I talk, jump... uh, Cody Rhodes going to WWE. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. I won't. I won't. All right. Let's move on, man. Yeah, we have we have some comments in here. Performance art. I was just kidding. Um, uh, trading Larkin. No, it was hypothetical. But what performance art did say, I'll, I'll call it out. He said, "Hate to see it, but how good will Larkin be in Colorado with their style and speed?" That's it's an amazing point, performance art. But of course, I'm going to tease you for that. You you said it yourself. Art, to say it. Performance or, art. Don't don't kill me. I'm going to make a basketball analogy. That would be up there with Durant joining the Warriors. That would be too much. Um, it'd be too much for the rest of the league. I think it would be to, an incredible get, and it's just just perfect for their system. I agree. Silver thirty three forty four. I think this is coming back. To I think there's still some DeKaiser uh, shade and silver. <laughs> if you keep putting uh, digs at DeKaiser, I think we're going to share every single one of them because they just keep making us laugh. <laughs> um, that is your City alternate captain, by the way. City Life Project. What's going on? Hey, Tristan's here. Hey, Tristan, right. my dude. Silver <laughs> throwing shade now at Tristan. <laughs> bad juju. <laughs> Silver calling Tristan the DeKaiser oh, of Red Wing fans. My God. 
But it's already two to nothing. Tristan missed the two to nothing. How can he be the bad juju? <laughs> Silver. The hockey gods knew. The hockey gods knew. <laughs> I want more Kaiser jokes, please. Um, you know, we never got to this on the last episode because, uh, you know. We're uh, getting it to it in the first period, is it, apparently. Is it fine? It's yeah. Almost the second. Yeah. Is it fine that we make our predictions for this game? No. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I put this in the slides because we, we were going to pivot the conversation to talk about the rivalry with the Avalanche. Uh, because... Mike, we we kind of guessed that it might it might get out of hand. And uh, if you want to talk about eyeball test or the fact that it was two to nothing quick, um, it's not looking great today. So I think it's I think it's okay that we have some planned topics that have nothing to do with this game. Uh, it could get ugly. So <clears throat> guys, this is going to be a heavy chat. We want to see some good engagement because um, first thing, Mike, we want to go over. This is the easy one. Um, it, your your favorite moment. Like what? What moment defines the uh, the Avalanche Red Wing rivalry? And I I want you to get I want you to dig deep because you can't tell me the fight. You know, you can't tell me March twenty six. You got to tell me a moment in that fight. You gotta you gotta dig deep. What? And and it, you gotta remember too. You can't just pick a Red Wings blowout, right? Uh, we're, we're defining. The rivalry here, Mike. Well, let me uh, let me do another Ooh, wrestling got, analogy. We I got an early early answer from Chewy, but uh, go for the, it. Uh, I don't think the final scores are what uh, stick with you. Uh, much in a WWE way, it's the moments that stick with you. Um, so I don't know how to rank them because they all just kind of popped up at once. But it was uh, Shanahan flying through the air. It was the yeah. bulldog. Grizzled grunt of Mike Vernon trying to fight uh, Patrick Waugh, who looked, you know, at least six to eight inches Norman. taller yeah. than our than our beloved Vernon. But God damn it, he was <laughs> not going to let his teammates down. Um, but I'll also say that um, as far as like a historic triumph, um, that flaunting of the glove save by by Waugh, where he threw the puck back and it fell out of his glove and into the net for a goal. Uh, that that was that was the like Dark Souls version of triumphing over evil uh, when that happened, and he, he was. It felt like he was never the same after that that cocky moment. Like he never, it never felt like he had the same mystique after we conquered him and got that goal. And then there was just an onslaught of of offense, you know, after that play. Um, so yeah, I would I would say those three those three two wrestling moves. And one cocky taunt that went awry um, for seemingly the entire franchise. Yeah, that's um, I like I like how you put it there because that definitely was a like a defining moment to like get us like get us closer to the end, uh, right? Like that. That's probably at least you know one one fun way to look at. It. I think I think it's it's clear we can't ignore. And I'll, I'll give this one to Chewy. Uh, Chewy threw it out there. You got your turtle on Claude. Um, D-back, of course. I mean, the, the the it's not only been talked about a million times. I mean, Mike, there's paintings of it of uh, Darren taking out Lemieux. So uh, it, it's that that should probably be it, right? But I I wanted to do like um maybe this isn't as grand and memorable of a moment, but I feel like when you talk about the rivalry and you're trying to find like different things that are like. Well, like what what happened in in this rivalry, and um, 
like it just seemed to take guys out of their element and they they stepped it up and played a whole different level. So I'm going to go to our boy once again. Uh, May 18th, 2002, game one of the Western Conference Finals, Mike. When I talk about a guy playing above <laughs> where you'd expect and picking the team that he would do this against, you come back to Darren McCarty, Mike, and the hat trick to help the Red Wings take a one nothing lead in that series to really like try try to do a gut punch here. Get a real good left hook uh, from a mental standpoint. Mike, the Avalanche had to go into game two knowing they gave up three goals to freaking Darren McCarty. <laughs> Patrick Wad to look himself in the mirror that night. Now, uh, uh, what happened here? Colorado won the next game, um, but Wad still gave up three. It wasn't until, um, where are we at? Oh, my gosh. It wasn't until game five where Wash shut down the wings and stopped us for one. Uh, but, you know, I think I think you're right. Like, there's there's something about this series where uh, Wah was just never the same after a couple of moments, and, and this really turned his, his career. Uh, the Darren McCarty hat trick has to still gnaw at him. I think the Statue of Liberty, where he goes up to show everybody he has the puck and then uh, gets knocked in in game six. And forgive me, I, I think I got it wrong last time we talked about that goal. So I'm just going to say whoever knocked it in. And then, of course, the 7 to nothing drubbing. And, uh, yeah. That I mean, that, that Statue of Liberty play, I, the only other thing I can compare it to is uh, um, when and it, maybe it was when Iron Man, I, like, Iron Man swindled all the Infinity Stones off of Thanos, and he went for the snap, and then suddenly the puck was in the back of the net. It, like, that's the only other, like, magical moment I can compare that to. Yeah, that that was Shanny. I think last time we talked about it, I gave it to Steve. But Steve, I think he put the initial puck on that, and then Shanny cleaned it up. Also, fun note with my point on the the hat trick from D Mac. Also, second period goal from D Mac, making it two to nothing in that game six. So, from that point, the Avalanche didn't score the rest of the series. Uh, Hashik uh, shut him down. Uh, but yeah, that's um, I I think. I think for me, like, I like putting that as, like, a defining moment or, like, a, yeah, a defining moment that that McCarty hat trick because it was something that for these players, you step up and you're not going to let this other team get past you. And there's probably some moments like that in <laughs> regards to the avalanche uh, triumphing over <laughs> us, but I, I don't care about those. They, they can just go in the history books and I'll never think about them again. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 in any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet. You could still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone could play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
21 and over, minimum age, and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789 in Connecticut. Connecticut. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 8778-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. But Mike, that being said, we've already brought up, uh, oh man, I lost my feed on this, on the Red Wings game. Uh, I don't even know if the second period has started. But uh, to that point, game yeah. seven, uh, you've got uh, the seven to nothing win. And what I want to ask is what was the end of this rivalry? Was it that moment or did it perhaps continue? And there were some other moments. Uh, so I just want to propose some ideas to you and uh, I want to get your thoughts. It's so like I said, there's game seven. You got, uh, what was that? That's probably the free press. Au revoir was uh, on the front page. They went over the seven goals. Um, but yeah, I mean, clearly, easily, you could pick that because never again was it as heated, I would say. I'm also throwing in, Mike, the 2008 playoffs. You still got Sackick on that team. Still got Forsberg. Eight to two. Uh, eight to two win in game four. And then we sweep the Avs. I mean, I'm talking the end of the rivalry, Mike. This is it. You've either got that seven to nothing game where those two teams lay their lives on the line, or this last chance for Colorado and Sackick to try and make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. And uh, Johan Franzen <laughs> says no and slams the door shut, especially in that eight to two win. And again, this being four straight for the Wing Dings. They don't even sniff it in game four. It's just all Red Wings. They're moving on. Uh, I believe that was the second round, and then they move on to face Dallas. Or, Mike, was this the final nail in the coffin? The 2016 NHL Stadium Series in Colorado, Patrick Waugh coaching. Also, maybe the end of his coaching career here. Um, <laughs> Red Wings take him down five to three. And then that that's it. We don't hear from Patrick Wah ever again. I, I would say as as much as uh like Sackick was a part of that stuff, and you you know, you were scared of Sackick and Forsberg, I, I would say Wah was definitely the the heel that lasted the longest. Cause you know, I mean Lemieux moves on, so he's not hanging around too often, but Wah was around for everything. And I think that was the guy I you hated the most. Uh there's another question to kind of tackle there, but um seeing him go down in Colorado, like this is his opportunity to kind of get a win back after all of those. I mean, you could go back to the Montreal days when Wa got knocked out and we had that nine to nothing win. You can go to the seven to nothing win in 2002. Uh, of course, he wasn't a part of the 2008 uh, playoffs there, but uh, this would have been one for them to get one back on Detroit. You know, they had the alumni game the night before, uh, but he couldn't do it. Couldn't coach his team. To beat, you can see Gus Nyquist getting high fives there. Jonathan Erickson in the background. The Nyquist Erickson group took down Patrick Waz, Colorado Avalanche, five to three. Mike, 
Well, I don't want to. I don't want to keep harping on the same same point, but it it really felt like that that rivalry kind of ended um, in 2002. Um, obviously, the Statue of Liberty was uh, devastating, you know, for that game, and then it, the floodgates just opened in Game Seven. Um, but I think that's that's when it felt like we own these guys. So, you know, if you fast forward a couple years, what was that was that 2008 with the sweep? Mm-hmm. We just happened to be playing each other in the playoffs. It didn't feel like this was like a real, um, you know, like bloodlust rivalry. It just kind of felt like, well, this is an obstacle on our way to the goal. Um, you know, the ultimate goal to, to hold the cup up. Um, so I don't want to, I don't want to dampen it and say that it was maybe a little bit shorter, but I think that it's, it's prime years where, um, what was that? 90, 95, 96 and up through 2002. I would say that was, that was that was the real uh, peak of of that rivalry, and I, I think it ended when we won that uh, game six and seven. Because, whew, I mean, being down, you know, after game five, it 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 was a real back and forth fight. It was you know two fairly evenly matched teams, and then the the Red Wings just broke them uh, because it was just too much skill um, for the Avalanche to overcome. So. Um, yeah, and I, I guess I, I still see those jerseys. Um, I, you know, I'm going to throw in one one silly caveat, too, because the Avalanche kind of got away from this. Uh, but they used to have the cool Bigfoot on the side of the jerseys, on the sleeves. Yeah. And they, they keep getting away from that to try and look cool. Uh, I think that when they got rid of those, it kind of hurt them a little bit, too. I would bring that back. More Sasquatch, please. <laughs> so I, I will say, of course, I brought up uh, some of these just to kind of say, like, I, I think it did kind of live on. I think there were there were probably still fans that would get up and get excited. Uh, you know, like it would be national TV if the Red Wings and Avalanche were playing in, into that 2008 season. Like it was still something they'd bring up and they'd want to make sure they threw in their their little talking points for, uh, you know, what happened in the 90s and why these two teams still hate each other. So. That's where I come and make the uh, I, I could make the easier argument that it was 2008, but I, I still say like this was it. I, I still say the 2016 stadium series was it. This was the maybe it was like out of a hundred nails that were going in, they found an extra one after they were done with a hundred and put one more in and then they tossed in <laughs> tossed it six feet deep. But I, I, I do pick I pick the 2016 Stadium Series. And Fethtar's here, Mike. And guess hey, what Fethtar says? Hey, Fethtar. How you doing? End of the rivalry, outdoor alumni game. Hmm. I I like that. Uh, that's actually a fun little ditty to this That's argument. almost, for me, that's almost when the rivalry jumped the shark. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I ruined it. So it's already jumped the shark. And then the next night they do the, the, stadium series game yeah i mean i would have had uh like lemieux and mccarty out there with like sock and bopper mitts on just bopping each other in the alumni game that would have been kind of fun so chewy says there's always going to be a rivalry with uh with them because of the history but definitely not as heated that is very interesting mike um because i there's something about the media that has something to do with these rivalries staying heated um there's something about like university rivalries like i mean clearly what i'm bringing up there is like michigan and ohio state for some reason that never seems to dampen and you've got a whole new load of kids 
I mean, you separate four years and no, no kids are the same in, in that college atmosphere. So it almost makes no sense. Um, and then there's like the Yankees and the Red Sox that feels like it's just about ESPN trying to get ratings. And there's no way those two teams really hate each other that much. Right. It's about like fan bases probably hating each other more than anything. So I think with that, Mike, is that, does Chewy have something to that? Is it, is it more along the lines of like university hatred for them? Or Here's what I'll say in his defense. Um, Cause I, I, I wouldn't have gone that far. I think, what you could say in his defense, it is definitely lower than a simmer at this moment, but that's only because the Red Wings are not a playoff team. In order for us to even think about like a contemporary rivalry, uh, we have to absolutely be in the playoffs uh, playing games that actually matter, not, you know, squabbling over one or two points in the regular season standing. So it's, I think that it's one angry series away that you could reignite it and suddenly the regular season games would be like a huge sell on TV. Um, you know, it'd be really fun to do our podcast during those episodes. Uh, but for now it's, you know, one incredibly skilled team and the Red Wings are still kind of, you know, trying to work their way out of a tricycle onto a bicycle. So it's, um, <laughs> it's not quite there yet. Um, obviously, but I, I do think that he has a point. I think you. I think you can be a playoff series away from everybody hating Colorado, like hating Colorado again, and like itching to see them in the playoffs. I would say, I think it is possible to kill a rivalry, and I think this is one of those instances. Is it? That's like what kind of? Can I ask you a question, Matt? Um, yeah. No. The, That's not uh, how this works. Because I know that there's the NHL loves talking about historic rival rivalries, right? Mm -hmm. So what, like Toronto, um, Montreal, um, God, is another one like Boston, Montreal, something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's you can do like the Flyers like... and the and the Penguins. Um, but somehow is, like, everybody there... in the original six is is a rival. So yeah. that's what I mean. Like it's a like a historical rivalry. Um, and you could say Detroit and Chicago. Um, if they could get to a point where, you know, the games matter again in the playoffs. Um, is there a contemporary rivalry that you kind of look forward to right now? Well, I'll throw this uh, in the chat. Actually, Chewy was getting that conversation uh, started. So thank you, Chewy. Um, Jared's thrown out there Tampa. And then Chewy's actually in agreement with that, um, that it is Tampa. I and, and I'll I'll throw this in there too. Jared finished off uh, by saying back-to-back -back playoffs being knocked off uh, by them elevated my hatred. I that never really made me as mad I think as it was supposed to, and that was probably because they were led by Stevie Y at the time, right? Like he was the GM, so it was like, how mad could you be? Our our hero defeated us. Like it's it's okay, uh, but I think a huge element we're missing here is would Tampa Bay look at the, the Detroit Red Wings right now and say that's our rival because you gotta no. it's got to be mutual so you can hate a team but I don't think Tampa in any way is looking at us and being like that's we take down the Red Wings 
regardless of Stanley Cup, this season was a success. <laughs> you know, kind of like how Michigan and Ohio State look at each no, other. No, I, I just feel like, you know, I'm, Tampa I'm is such I'm, a, they're, you know, an, a, a hockey elephant and we're just a fruit fly kind of buzzing around their ass. Like, we're not, we're not like a threat to them at all. Yeah. Um, that's like, why I think it's it's so hard to like have a say that we have a rivalry right now when you don't play any games that matter. Like the, the, our closest rival then would be like Ottawa, uh, because we're jockeying with them like for draft position, and they took away Tim Stutzler, who I, I really wanted. But um, yeah, we don't we don't have one yet. And Fethstar's uh, right there too. We don't have one at the moment. And and <clears throat> again, I, I'd agree with that because it's kind of tough for you to find you know the equal. Uh, playing partner that we would also want to be proud to call our rival to your point. Like, what are we going to do? Pick Arizona? No. Um, you know, we had fun in the last couple of seasons trying to fight all the, I all throw the in for the last one spot. team that I think I can reel you in on. They're not a rival yet, but I think we're one season away from them being there. I like this conversation. Go for it. We are one season away. Um, and I, I think that, People in the comments are going to agree with this. And part, part of it is because of where the standings are at right now. As far as one team kind of being on the rise and one team kind of not quite falling, but they're still trying to, you know, kind of figure out as their their young guys develop and their older guys try to try to cling together, try to, you know, keep some semblance of a team together. I'm looking at Boston. And if it's going to, you know, we're not going to immediately skyrocket to the top of the league next season. Um, so you're going to, you're going to be, you know, kind of boxing around with people in your weight class. And as far as, you know, the Bruins kind of, kind of being right around where we're at, obviously they have a lead. They're going to more than likely um, statistically get in the playoffs just ahead of us. Those games are really going to matter next season um, where if we're serious, we call up a few more um, of our prospects we, you know, make a move in free agency, maybe two moves because we have the cap space to do it. We make some sort of trade because we have all the assets that are sexy to other teams. Um, as far as like a stepping stone team, I think the Bruins are right there where if you want to prove yourself and at least get to the point where you're, you know, maybe not the top of your division. Those are That's a pretty lofty goal, a pretty high expectation for a team that's, you know, been excuse our French, dog crap for, a, you know, a couple seasons, you know, before this one. As far as a stepping stone team that I think you could really learn to hate very quickly, uh, give me the black and yellow Bruins. Um, I, quick shout out, Festar was uh, throwing in guesses while you were um, getting us excited. Uh, <laughs> he threw in Buffalo. Buffalo! That was funny. Um, <laughs> he did uh, He did agree, though, with, uh, with Boston. Uh, you could see it. Um, I think Jared's thrown out there, not Buffalo. They have no idea. I, th I think Fethdar was uh, was was screwing. He's joshing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Fethdar says he'd love to see Detroit usher in the end of Marchin. Oh, which yeah. I so here's here's my my thing with Boston, and it's going to kind of jump off this point. I think the end of Boston is is nigh, and when we end them, like let's say we knock them out of the playoffs and they don't show up again. Are they going to be our rival at that point? Because then they won't even be in the playoffs. And we get one heated year, and then that's it. So my my thing is that event, like we've been talking about Boston eventually falling off. And when I say we, I guess when I read 
the hockey news the last couple of years and they're like no they're not gonna be good this year kind of like how we were talked about for for a good five years after we won uh the cup in 2008 but um like eventually it's gonna happen and we're closer to that than them like doing a rebuild on the fly would be my 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 best take without being totally knowledgeable of what's going on in Boston's farm system uh, off the top of my head. So I'm going to say that is that my only pushback with Boston is that it might be very short lived. And um, I don't know, I guess really, right. Yeah. I guess you only need a couple of years, right? I mean, the Red Wings only had a couple of years with Colorado and then all of a sudden this was the greatest rivalry in hockey history. Um, And then it went on for years. Uh, but you know, they, they built it up in a couple of years real quick. So I don't know. Um, I do like that. I mean, when you, when you talk about who do you want to be rivals with, I wish Tampa was our rival. Cause then we'd have a reason that they hate us. Cause we keep, you know, maybe we're knocking them out of the playoffs or, uh, you know, like where Toronto <laughs> probably sees themselves as rivals with Boston right now, because that's their big hump that they can't seem to get over. Uh, when it was Washington and, and Pittsburgh in the playoffs and Washington couldn't get over that hump. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, Can it's, I give you one more fun idea? I'm breaking my one more fun one, Matt. Yeah. Um, and it's just because they have a bunch of guys um, that are kind of in the same age group as the Red Wings. Would you feel... Because I, I would really, it would, it, it would, I would, it would be must see TV um, if somehow we ended up playing like the Rangers next year, um, and we could get more Lucas Raymond versus Lafreniere, which Holy I know Lafreniere hasn't proven himself yet, but it's just, it's just like that, that kind of extra incentive. That is a good one. Can I say that's perfect? I will say all of my problems that I had with your Boston pick. I feel like, and I want to add one nugget too, because I do want to hear your analysis. Um, the <laughs> Because you're going to have more to say than I will. Um, you're just a little bit more up to up to date on the Rangers. Um, you know, I totally forgot my point. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. I, I was going to say, uh, like all the problems I had uh, with Boston, you kind of just you kind of just fixed them because this is a team that we'll be fighting uh, for for spots with because uh, you know but, uh, we we talked about like two weeks ago. Uh, that there is an, an anonymous GM in the league that was making his play that everything New York is doing right now is smoke and mirrors because of their amazing goaltending. And as soon as that goaltending goes away, hey, maybe you lose a game to the Red Wings, um, which just happened. But uh, like those are the types of things that need to happen. Like we win close ones. You could see in the shootout, uh, Grice. Uh, oh my God, who did who did he stop in the shootout where he was? Um, was it Strom? You guys can help me. Was it Strom or Panarin? So whoever had the uh, uh, throw across the crease uh, with a wide open net and they missed because Grice came out to challenge. I'm pretty sure that was Strom. But like that's one of those games where that starts to get built up and there is a little bit of hate. I uh, we it would be fun to check the the schedule and see if we've got one more I, that we could steal from them. But yeah, that that yeah. that is a great. That is a great pick. I thought of one um, more point I wanted you to harp on, too. I thought of what it was. Here, so, can I, can I throw this out there? Jared Shaw, uh, Lafreniere, and Raymond, and then Fox for Cider. I love it. Very nice. Um, the, the thing, too, is um, um, 
playing a New York team, you know how it is that the, the big market cities always get pushed and advertised a lot more. That's why re- usually regardless of record, you know, uh, the Kings and the Rangers will get, you know, uh, major TV games on weekends. Um, so to be going up against the Rangers and, you know, they're, they're, their young guys are a little bit more seasoned uh, than ours. That's why they're, you know, so much farther ahead in the standings. Um, it would be kind of cool to have that underdog mentality to, to get our feet wet in the playoffs against a team like that. Um, against a team that's like, see, this is what it's like in one more year with all your young pups um, having that extra, you know, year of experience. Um, so I think it would be kind of a cool coming of age test uh, to go up against those guys. And I, I think, Again, it would be another spot to really develop a rivalry because I would hate to listen to New York media anytime the Rangers win one of those games. Oh, that would just really grind my molars into dust. I mean that that is that is a great point too. Um, there there are there is still the possibility, Mike, because some things line up with Colorado still, and I, I had this little uh, image put up here because if we're going to talk like new york and the timeline of of the rangers and i I love how you put it you know they're they're like a year ahead of us um you know we could be the ones that are sneaking into the playoffs similar similar roster construction yeah but um yeah i want i wanted to bring up you know i i said the avs rivalry is dead but we do have like the two captains when this was at that's most heated are now running these two teams uh do you think there's any way we can restart this. I, I think it, it depends on, you know, the next time we face the avalanche, considering we got absolutely lunched in December. And now this one's kind of looking like China's playing too. Um, it'd be nice to, to kind of stop that. Uh, but you do have, you know, the same way we were playing this game of Lafreniere and Raymond. I mean, the Kale McCarr versus Moritz Sider game. That's that's gonna be a fun one to watch for quite a while too. So there, there's 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 similar. I think you know obviously they're deeper uh, into their build, much deeper than us. Uh, I mean, if you had to put a number on it, what six years maybe five six years. Uh, but you know to that end, there's still some potential here. I think if we can get uh, we get Steve and, and Joe involved, I think if they could start calling each other out, I think. Uh, you can get this thing turned up again. Mike, is there is there anybody that you would hire into the Red Wings that could add some juice? You know, uh, we got to figure. Uh, we, <laughs> actually, we got Jared calling out that Zadina uh, is about to put a goal in. I, I don't have that on, on my feed yet. So, oh, my. <laughs> it's coming. Hey, gotta... yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he got a nice little rebound goal. I think that was Cider on the, on the drive. Oh yep. Nice one. All right, let's uh let's get in trouble here, right? Oh god. You're gonna get us canceled again? Here yeah. we go. <laughs> All right. Just real quick for y'all that are watching. Let me do you a little favor here. All right. Cider's got it. He has Raymond across the ice to pass to. Uh takes the shot. Zadina puts in the rebound. Beautiful play. Great decision. Although, um, you know what? Uh, Raymond did have quite a bit of space. I mean, it went in, right? What am I saying? But <laughs> all right, let's get I, that off the screen before uh, the whole YouTube <laughs> channel gets taken down. Nice job, um, Z. I kind of like Cider's play, though. 
Um, no, mean, I he, did. Keeps, I'm, he I'm keeps getting, he keeps getting yelled at to shoot more. And it was almost a, like a, it seemed like a very purposeful, I'm going to create a rebound out of this shot. So it doesn't really matter to me if it goes in and lo and behold, that's what it did. And now the avalanche are really buzzing. All right, there we go. At least we got it going back the other way. Um, yeah, so uh, Boston, maybe not as much. I just thought that that was a team that was maybe uh, a little more our speed. Um, but I think you brought up some good points. And, God, whew, I would yeah, not mind up, building a rivalry with New York. You Ooh. brought up too good of a point with New York. So I, I'm completely deflated with my, oh, I'm going to bring up, you know, Steve and Joe as GMs. I, I just like no say, energy. How about, the, how about the blue jackets they're, I have, uh, they're on their yeah, way <laughs> i have like zero energy to bring up my own point that i threw into the slides earlier today um well all right it's two to one mike you begged pleaded please can we not go an hour and a half today um everybody that's everything we, got- we had today we kept it light on purpose uh like we said does this is like a pseudo hybrid watch along because we're pretty much just recording our content so we can get money from DraftKings eventually. Um, so I do thank you guys all for tuning in. Uh, we're going to sail off into the sunset right now. Uh, I actually still have some work to do. So I, I absolutely have to stop doing this podcast right now and get back to work. Whoopsie. Um, jobs are fun, right? Um, yes, they I, are. I missed working that whole time. Did you? Right. No. That's horrible. I could have told you that. Why didn't you just and, ask? Well, you know, money's fun. So I like that. Who doesn't love money? All right. We're we're clearly we're wrapping up here. Um, so uh, hopefully we uh you know we can muster up a couple more Zadina goals. Zadina will get the hat trick, we'll win three to two. Uh that'll be fun to watch for everyone. I I, I bet. Um yeah, what, what are our reminders? Go uh, buy some stuff, support us, bodpodcast.com, click the shop button. Uh, if you guys don't want to support us that way, if you just go to Apple Podcasts and uh, do the subscribe, rate, and review, it does us a world of good um, every time we do it. It's uh, like a, a our listener base doubles. So if you guys have a second, we greatly appreciate it. We hope you, know, we hope you guys are having fun uh, while we're recording Absolutely. these. So that would be... Um, the, the absolute least. And uh, uh, I just wanted to throw in one nugget too. If you didn't have enough rooting interest in this game, because the Red Wings are really trying to take down one of the top teams in the league, Matt, uh, I'm going to have you guess. What is, how many times have the Avalanche lost when leading after one period? This season. Zero? You are correct. They are 22-0-0 when leading after one. So kind of excited to see if the Red Wings can bust the streak here. It's pretty cool. All right. Well, guys, we're going to try and do uh, some longer stuff uh, on on Sunday. Um, do we have a game this Sunday? Maybe just a Saturday night game. Uh, we'll, we'll get you guys uh, some longer content here. But, yeah, Matt, Matt's got work to do tonight, so we do apologize for cutting this short, even after labeling it <laughs> a hybrid watch-along. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see you guys on Sunday. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Love y'all. Bye.